0: everyone and welcome back to Oh Deary Deary Me. I'm Caroline Deary and today our guest is an Australian actress. You may have seen her in The Conjuring 2, scary, or more recently The Legend of the Five. She is a certified personal trainer and co-founder of Feel Good Fit Club, helping many achieve their goals to healthier minds, bodies, and spirits. I have never met a more encouraging, positive, genuine person, and I'm so proud to call her my friend, Lauren Esposito, everyone. Hello.
1: Hi, sweet one. How are you? I'm good. Oh, that was such a nice intro.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I gotta hype you up because you seriously are like one of the coolest, most down-to-earth people I know.
1: Oh, you're a doll.
0: Okay, so I love the story of how we met um i was coming to your house to see one of your roommates who i was friends with mm-hmm. and i popped in and i i think we weren't wearing the same sweater right i think
1: we were wearing like the same like colors or something it was we were wearing like very very similar outfits
0: uh-huh and but you had the sweater on that I had at my house and yeah. then I was like hi we're we're just gonna be best friends okay
1: literally like as soon as you left like left our house that night I said to Quinn um my roommate I I said to him I was like look like I know I'm gonna be best friends with this chick
0: <laughs> oh it was so sweet like and it was right before quarantine too mm-hmm. and so It was kind of crazy because we were just starting to become friends and then all of the shit happened in 2020 and we've kind of been able to like FaceTime and grow our friendship through that.
1: Yeah, totally. Honestly, like I don't know what I would do without FaceTime. I know. It's just, it's helped so many relationships and being able to, you know, keep in contact with your friends and your family, especially when people are like overseas and. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's great,
0: yeah, because you are so far from your homeland.
1: I know my homeland; it's a bit far mm-hmm. away right now, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Just right now, yeah. <laughs> okay, so intro questions that I ask everyone: What's your sign? I'm a Virgo baby, second Virgo on the show, second <laughs> guest. Yeah, there's something going on with me and my Virgos. We love it. We love each other. We Mm -hmm. do as Virgos. Okay. And then what's your mantra at the moment?
1: So I feel like this has been my mantra for like most of the year, especially like since COVID has like struck. Um, It's definitely like do what makes you feel good. Mm. I just, I fully, fully resonate with just that whole phrase, just because, you know, like why, why live a life that you don't feel good about and like why do things that doesn't make that don't make you feel good like I don't know it's just like it just really like hits me Mm -hmm. do what makes you feel good simple life can be so
0: simple you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes we overcomplicate it with like unnecessary drama or like pushing ourselves beyond what we're capable of and it's silly sometimes it's just like no do what makes you feel good absolutely And what made you laugh recently?
1: (laughs) So the other night um, Mm -hmm. I was like in the living room watching Grey's Anatomy, obviously, like I am every night. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) my boyfriend Rob was in our room and then the doorbell rang. And I was like, "Okay, like maybe he ordered food. I get to the doorbell and I get to the door and he had ordered for himself this and keep in mind this boy is a small boy he had ordered <laughs> two medium-sized pizzas from Pizza Hut and like 10 cinnamon rolls and this like cake thing from Pizza oh Hut God. to himself and I was like baby you having a party like what are you doing and he's like oh like there was a deal <laughs> there Like there was like, a he deal just, he would just like sit at the freaking kitchen table and just like eat all of that shit and I was like I was like you are so lucky you're so you're so small because like that's so funny like, do it makes would, you feel good baby it, honestly that did not make him feel good let me tell you that but <laughs> it was just so funny I was like you are literally a child that is great I want to do that tonight
0: that's like, honestly
1: not a bad move
0: <laughs> not a bad move okay so what's your background give us a little overview of your journey and how you got here in this wonderful city?
1: So um, I've been like a performer since I was, literally since I could walk. Um, Mm -hmm. I started singing when I was five in the Australian Girls Choir. Oh, bless me. Um, And I like, I traveled like pretty much around Europe and around Asia when I was like 11 with them. I was like the youngest girl that went, went on like one of their big tours. Um, oh my gosh yeah I like always forget I did that (laughs) that's so um, crazy yeah and then after that we so I was born in Adelaide in South Australia and then when I was 14 my mum got a job and in Melbourne and so then our whole family moved to Melbourne when I was 14 and then I kind of I didn't stop singing but I kind of like just kind of put it on the like back um and then I started getting into like musical theatre. So I did like a few like productions with musical theatre and I loved that because it like incorporated acting and that's where I like realised my love for acting. And so after that, I just found a manager online. I don't even know how I did it and I don't know why she took me. She's still my manager to this day in Australia, bless her. Wow. Um, And I just like submitted my resume that had literally nothing on it and some and a headshot that I had just gotten and she she took me on um and then yeah and then after that I just started doing like auditions I did a few master classes here and there with casting directors and stuff like that just like get my foot in the door a little bit in Australia Mm -hmm. and then and then after that I I but at the time I would think I was about I had just turned 17 at this point and then I went to America I went to LA for the first time for like a masterclass course for like a month Mm -hmm. with these like Australian actors. And we like met all these casting directors and directors and producers and managers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then during that time I was picked up by my first American manager which is like the coolest thing in the world because just having an American manager as an Australian, it was just, it's just so cool. Hmm. Especially like when you are so young and you haven't really spent much time in LA. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And then after that, I like came home and I just did like a bunch of like self tapes and stuff for projects here. And then, I booked this was in my senior year of high school, so i was I was seventeen and i I booked my first series regular on a big Australian show called Love Child mm-hmm. so I did that and then literally once I wrapped that show, I got a call from my my American manager, my Australian manager, and my mum was on the call as well because she's, like, kind of my manager as well. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they were just, like, you've just booked a, a Warner Brothers feature film. You're flying out in two weeks to film The Conjuring 2. And I was, like, oh, my God. I, li- I just, like, I remember the day so well. And I, I was still – I had I still hadn't wrapped on Love Child. And I was, like, in my senior year of high school. And I was just, like, oh, "Like what? what is this? Like, I don't wow. – I, I barely went to school that year, like, yeah so yeah I, I went back to school and I told my teachers look I can't do my exams I can I pass high school still mm. <laughs> like um I ended up passing thank goodness um but I didn't do all the exams so I didn't get like that score that you you get to go into university I don't know if you guys in America do like something similar but yeah so I just I just like passed I got my certificate for high school and then I went and filmed The Conjuring and then after that, a pretty long story short, I I got my v, my O one visa from from that and a couple other projects, and then I've I've been living in LA for the past four years. Yay, yeah, that's amazing. So that was super long.
0: <laughs> no, no, that was so great. I'm like so inspired that you just as a young lady like went online and you're like, huh, what the heck? I'm gonna submit.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know what was going through my mind, but honestly it it worked I think
0: thank goodness yeah what has been the biggest like cultural shock of living
1: in Los Angeles I think that everyone is so like in your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the time like like in Australia like everyone is so chilled and relaxed everyone's like yeah whatever like I'm all good kind of thing but here everyone's just like on the go all the time and like hustling to like get their careers off the ground and which I think is awesome. Like I I I love that so much. But yeah, that was definitely a culture shock because Australia just isn't like that at all. Yeah. I think that's been one of like
0: my favorite things about you is that I do feel like you make time with friends, I mean as much as you can during a pandemic. But like Mm. you do make me feel like a priority and our friendship a priority when we're in a town where a lot of people like it's hard to develop deep meaningful friendships because there is so much hustle and bustle going on
1: and exactly you know, I feel like a lot of people here are also just watching out for themselves yeah which is hard as well because you don't know like you don't know who is genuine hmm because everyone everyone's here for themselves at the end of the day. Like no one's really here for anyone else. Um, yeah,
0: because everyone is sacrificing so much. So you never like blame anyone. You're always like, yeah. If anyone has to cancel last minute for an audition or whatever it is, it's like, oh, of course. Like get that bag, go for it. But yeah, it yeah. Does everyone does. Such a like a, um, I don't know, kind of a lonely town, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of good good things to come of it
1: absolutely and there are also a lot of good people here you just you just have to find them right okay so how did you get into health and fitness so basically I when I moved here this is it sounds so LA (laughs) (laughs) basically when I moved here um I just you know like when you get to LA like everyone is so like health conscious and everyone's like I don't know, like vegan and whatever, like everyone is just so focused on what they look like. Yeah. So being a little 19 year old, I I was like, oh, like I have to like, I have to lose weight. I have to like be stick thin to get auditions and roles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I, and and like, I was always a a small person, like as growing up, I was always quite little. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't even, I didn't even need to lose weight at all. But, you know, when you get in that mindset and being around like the culture that, that is Los Angeles, like it's very hard to get out of. Yeah. So I, yeah, I started doing like those, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Kayla It signs. I should know I'm Australian. I don't think anyone knows how to pronounce no. her last name. <laughs> but anyway, cause she was like the, the craze at the time or whatever. So I would do like all of her workout guides in my apartment. And just like so much cardio, and I would I would eat as little as possible because I just thought that's what you had to do to like mm-hmm. look good. Um, and so I just went it, I just went into a bad mindset of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like as you restrict your your diet throughout the week, and then it hits the weekend. I would just like just binge so much food because my body was like starving. Mm. And doing that for like almost a year like i was just like done with it and yeah. it's it's really sad too because like there are there are ways to to there are ways to reach your goals without having to do that right and so yeah and so basically when my mum came to visit me for my 20th birthday that year um, we ended up just like finding a gym near my apartment and she signed me up and then i got basically i just i got into a strength training and lifting weights and stuff. And that honestly, like saved me Mm. so much. Cause I just, I just kind of realized that. And also with like social media following girls that are strong and like that preach, like lifting weights and feeling good and feeling strong. Like I started switching my mindset to like, to, to more that. And I was just like, shit, like I feel really, really good. And I feel strong and you know, I can eat the foods I want, and I know that I'm not going to like gain 20 pounds from eating what I want to eat, you know? Right. Yeah. And, That's... and yeah, and I just, I fell in love with it. And I, yeah, I fell, I fell in love with it. And I think it's just so important to, especially for girls wanting to work out and stuff, to find something that you truly love and not, not to, not to, not to find an exercise or a workout routine just because you'll lose weight or you'll look a certain way. I think, and that's why I said with my mantra, like, do what makes you feel good hmm. because at the end of the day, that's, that's the most important thing.
0: Wow. That's amazing advice. Whether it's like yoga or spin classes or whatever mm-hmm. it is, as long as you're just like moving your body in a way that feels good. Absolutely. Um, for, it's so interesting because for me, I, when I was in high school, I struggled with my body and my relationship to food and working out. And then when I moved to LA... I had kind of, like, an an adverse effect for some reason, which I was expecting it to be kind of worse when I got here. But for some reason, I, like, gained weight, and I was – I don't know if what I was doing, but I was just kind of like, well, I can't compete with all these supermodels, so I'm not even going to try. And then I kind of lost myself, and – then I couldn't rely on like a toned fit body. I just had to be like, okay, I'm not treating myself well. And what do I like about me as a person so that I can love me enough to try and just take care of myself, not to like, I guess, fit in or do anything for the media, but just to like me and feel good in in me. So it it was a weird journey, but.
1: I love that so much. And the thing is, like, we all have to realize that everyone is so different and everybody is different and we all have different genetic makeup. And, you know, like some girls can't, some girls are just like born with curves and Mm -hmm. and then there are other girls that are just more slender and that's just genetics. And, like, I feel like just accepting your body for what it is and trying your best to love yourself for the way you are is just so, so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I like I I followed similarly with you, like following people on Instagram is so important because I was following in high school. I was following like Instagram models only and I would look at them and I swear I would cry. Mm. I would just stare at the screen and cry and be like, why don't I look like that? But then I had to shift it and um I mean, my therapist, I had a therapist for this, and she told me, like, obviously, don't feed your mind. And it was sounded so elementary. And I was like, what do you mean, like, don't feed my mind with these Instagram models? They're not doing anything. I didn't realize the effect that it had. But there, obviously, there are Instagram models out there that are positive, but I just wasn't finding them. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I found, like, pages on YouTube that were – um women like with all different body types like some someone had an amputated leg and she talked about what she loved about her body and just like women in different phases of lives like all kind of encouraging themselves on camera and being vulnerable mm-hmm. and i like flooded my mind with that
1: oh, i love that so much it's so it's so it's so important to have that that stuff in your mind you know and you gotta you gotta remind yourself too like those instagram models that are super super thin and have a like a perfect symmetrical face and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like like i'm sure girls look like that in real life but also you've got to remind yourself that photoshop is a thing and facetune Um, is a thing like there aren't many girls that don't use those kind of apps yeah you know so it's like you, you just got to keep your mind in yourself because no one looks like their Instagram feed like every single day you know like I certainly that. don't
0: <laughs> I do <laughs> I do <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I know and there was like a really weird thing in high school too because I tried to be that I tried to be perfect on Instagram and I remember like being so afraid of meeting people or like showing people that knew me off of Instagram to like, and being like, Oh, they're going to see me in real life and they're going to figure me out. They're going to find out that I'm not like that skinny or whatever. Mm.
1: Silly. Silly. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I feel like it's, it's a journey after all, you know, like, Fitness Mm -hmm. and health and body positivity, like it's a journey. You're you're not gonna be you're not gonna be body positive like body positive every single day of your life. Like, I I wake up some mornings and I'm just like, fuck, like, like I don't look good today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like every everyone has those days where you just feel shit about yourself and like it's normal. But you just gotta like pick yourself back up and like not focus on that and focus on you know go out for a nice walk in the sun or like make your favorite coffee or have like your favorite breakfast or whatever like just do something that makes you feel good because dwelling on that all day like I used to do it all the time and it sucks mm-hmm. and it's just such a waste of like your energy and your time like
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's definitely really weird because you know I could recognize that there was so much going on in the world but I was still so focused on myself and my body and I was like oh, why is it that this is my biggest problem in my life and i felt like shame for it but um yeah i think as i as i've grown i've just gotten more tools to combat the feelings but they the feelings like you know it's a journey it never truly like fades you just get better at dealing with it yeah and
1: you got to rem- remind yourself too that people aren't looking at you like that like how you're thinking of yeah. yourself like no one's when you like are walking down the street or at the shops or whatever like no one's looking at you being like oh like she looks really bloated today like no one is looking (laughs) at you like that like and if they are they're awful like you know what I mean like yeah no no one is looking at you the way you're thinking of yourself in that mental headspace
0: that negative
1: headspace you know that's a good thing to remember yeah
0: and that's like even when I had acne, because I had really, really bad acne for some reason in college, um, I would, like, cover it up with makeup, and I remember once I was finally done, I would show my friends, like, the pictures of me without makeup, and I was like, yeah, this is what I, like, went through, and now I'm on the other side, and they're like, what? We didn't even notice. See?
1: I was like, really? Yeah.
0: They're like, we didn't even know it was that bad. I was like, okay, good, because I tried to smile through it and make up with personality. So
1: everyone everyone has their thing and their own insecurity. You know, right. it's not you're like you're not the only one that has insecurities because every single person on this earth has them.
0: Yeah. That's always a good thing to remember. Yeah. Um what keeps you motivated?
1: Just like remembering that I feel a hundred percent better after i work out um Mm. yeah i just i just love the feeling it gives me after working out and i just feel a lot stronger and and even if it's not even if it's not like doing like a workout it's like going for a walk or even just just moving my body like i know that it makes me feel good so that that in itself just like really keeps me motivated
0: yeah Um, do you have any tips for staying healthy during the winter and the holidays? Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I know that it's rough to work out during the winter. Like I'm even feeling it myself now, like getting up like early in the morning when it's freezing and you just like, you'd rather just like cuddle up in bed. Like I totally get that. And I wish I could do that every day, but but I know it's probably not good for me. Um, just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, I, I would say like, if you really, really struggle with it and if you're trying to make it your routine and if it's not a part of your routine to start off with, like just popping your workout clothes, like next to your bed on the floor, like, so it's there mm-hmm. Right, when you wake up, your shoes, your water bottle, your active wear, like just put it to the side, and so when the first thing you see when you wake up and turn your alarm off is your active wear, so you don't need to like get out of bed and like scramble for a sports bar and leggings and whatever like it's already there for you mm. um that's like a big thing, and also like like I don't know whoever if you guys whoever are listening can you know work out with friends, I don't know where everyone is in the world, but like find a workout buddy, like, or even like a socially distanced workout or something like that. Um, That, that also keeps, used to keep me really, really motivated as well, especially in the winter. Cause like, you don't want to like let down your friend. So like if you set a time and day or whatever to work out, like you're going to do it, especially if you're doing it with someone and just like make, make like a good like workout playlist that you love. And that always, that always like gets me in a, in a better mood as well. And coffee, coffee works wonders.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good reminder because I fall victim to like the winter blues, even though I live in sunny Los Angeles. Yeah, we can't talk
1: because like, it's like, like 50 degrees shouldn't be cold.
0: (laughs) I know it's ridiculous because I, my favorite form of exercise is running. So I'm like, it's too cold to run, but it's literally 75 (laughs) degrees. We are the worst here. (laughs) Yeah, like. Uh, I can't even step outside. It's too cold. I'll sh- shiver sh- cold to the bone. um but yeah, I kind of had an epiphany today that was like it's not fun to work out in the winter, but i even I'm very aware that my mental health has um it struggles during the winter, so I was like, okay, if I'm not gonna work out for my body and like whatever it is, I have to work out for my mental health during the winter.
1: And that's, I don't know, maybe that's my new tactic. I love that. That is so important.
0: All right. So today Lauren has some Aussie slang prepared for me and she's going to try and stump me, but I don't know. I watched a lot of Australian TV. So, oh, you've done your
1: research. (laughs)
0: Yeah, try your best.
1: Okay, um, my dad's going to love this. Um, the <laughs> first, first one is, nah, no worries, mate, she'll be right. Okay.
0: Um, she, who's she? Maybe she it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be a female. Mm-hmm. So it's just like any situation is a she. And, like, don't stress it out, friend.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yes. You okay. got it. That one was the easiest one, though, so. Good. Okay. Um. Okay, next one is, nah, he's got bucklies.
0: Mm, nah, he's got bucklies. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that means his teeth are messed up.
1: Oh, my God. I'm crying. That's not, that's not, no, not it. <laughs> Let me, I'll, I'll help you out a bit. Nah, he's got Buckley's chance.
0: Nah, he's got Buckley's chance. So, like, there's no way he's going to do it. Cause he's going to mess it up.
1: Kind of. <laughs> okay. What it's kind of it? like, it's like, nah, like no shot. Like that's not going to happen. Ah, uh, nah, he's got Buckley's <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, Next one is... Next one is a chop short of a barbecue. A chop short of a
0: barbecue? (laughs) These are good. You're actually stumping me. Okay. A chop short of a barbecue. So, a chop, a barbecue. A barbecue, a chop. So, if he had just a little bit more going on then he'd have something going for himself but he's just missing it just by a
1: little bit oh my god um i mean kind of but not really <laughs> think of okay. it like do you, do you want me to tell you yeah you um, go it's it. like oh they're a bit daft like oh they're oh. a bit dumb you know like that cookie jar um analogy Analogies that was called
0: uh, wait, what cookie jar? <sighs> like the...
1: <laughs>
0: oh, be- no. Now I sound
1: like I'm a chop short of a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, that's what it is. Like, oh, they're a bit dumb. Like, oh, they're a chop short of a barbecue. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Wow, you could really say that about anyone, and they would not know.
1: <laughs> no, they <it's> would not know. <laughs> They'd be
0: like, I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm crying that's so good um and then the last one is nah mate you're taking the piss
0: oh I got this one taking the piss
1: is just like you're
0: joking right yeah like yeah like oh you're like
1: yeah yeah like oh you're make like you're pulling my leg kind of thing
0: yeah well done
1: you got two out of two out of four
0: I'm halfway there to being a certified Aussie (laughs) Would you guys ever say
1: Aussie though, Aussie? Yeah. Or yeah. Is it like yeah? I say I'm Aussie.
0: Oh, okay. Because I don't know when people say Cali, you're like no one in
1: California says Cali. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. I I say I say that I'm Aussie. I say I'm yeah. Aussie to like other other Aussies. Like I don't say that I'm Aussie to like an American. They mm. know so, I'm Australian.
0: <laughs> Australian.
1: Australian
0: so cute i love that okay we're gonna get into taylor swift's new album evermore let's break it down we haven't really discussed our thoughts and feelings to each other on this and we're both big swifties
1: so immediately what are your thoughts on the album i did love it but i also love anything that taylor swift comes out with um Uh I thought it was very it was very very similar to fol- folk 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 folk. War? Oh my god, I can't speak. Yeah. Um <laughs> it was very very similar, but yeah. I I just anything she comes out with, I'm just like, "Oh, you're so good."
0: <laughs> yeah, she can so literally like... come out with uh like <laughs> I hate to bring up Kanye West, but you know how he did that "Poopadee Scoop." Oh, yeah. Like, if she did that, I'd be like, oh, wow, Taylor.
1: Wow, that was so good, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I totally, yeah. But I will say, like, it's, it's, like, it's ob- like it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, but it might be
0: a grower because that's how I felt about Folklore. I was just so bummed because it
1: wasn't Lover. That's the thing. Like, she came out with Lover and I was like, I don't think anything can top this. And I still don't think anything can top it because it was so good. Like, just the range of songs, like, and, like, the different genres that she had in it. I was like, oh,
0: my God. I know. She really took us there with Lover. But it's funny
1: because I remember listening to Lover
0: the first time, and I was like, ew. Really? Yeah, for some reason, which I'm just... I've, And then about mm, three days later, I was like, the fact that I ever cringed at this album is, like, slanderous and just so incorrect. So right? I tr- I like lost faith in myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember when it first came out and I was in I was in Brisbane filming um a movie and it came out and I was like I I listened to it first at the gym before I went to set and I was like oh and then I like got to set and I was hanging out with one of the actors and I was like I was like girl like you have like have you listened to it and she's like nah. And I was like nah, nah. we're gonna listen to it right now And we like sat in our trailer before we were called to set and we listened to the entire thing and just like mm. had a dance party and we listened to it every single day while we were working on that on that movie every single That's
0: day so cute yeah I love when albums have such a strong memory tied to them yeah a nostalgia factor it's like they automatically go up in the ranking. Absolutely. Yeah, That
1: that I think that's honestly why Lover is my favorite one too.
0: Okay, wait, Lover's my number one in our in my album ranking. <gasps> Stop it. I know. I, it used to be Red for the longest time. And that's, yeah,
1: that's also good.
0: Yeah, but then when this album came out, I was like,
1: wow, I think I really, really have Lover at the top. She just can't do wrong. And it makes me like so angry when people are <laughs> such a hater of her.
0: I feel like that has um, subsided, though, because it was really bad for a minute, and now everyone is... I feel like everyone's pretty much on board. Everyone...
1: Yeah. I think, like, especially after her documentary came out, like, if any of you guys who are listening haven't watched her documentary, watch it. Like, the the one one that came out, like, a year ago or something.
0: Yeah. Um, And we've grown up with her, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We've had... All of her breakups, like coinciding with our breakups, mm-hmm. and then now she's happy, and it's just so full circle. It is, it's so
1: full circle, but I love it. I love being a part of the journey. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so I'm
0: gonna give my album ranking. Uh, she has nine studio albums, and here it is. Starting with number nine, we have her debut self titled album, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Reputation. I know it's pretty low on my ranking, but it's just a fan
1: of that, but okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's good. I actually bumped it up because it used to be below. It used to be my last one, but I bumped it up because I was like, wait, dress, call it what you want to Mm -hmm. getaway car. Maybe I was just being harsh because I didn't like the snake, like dark, um, aesthetic of it. I
1: loved it. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) <laughs> I know I think I might be too harsh on it I'm, it might change um, and then 7 is Evermore which also might change as I grow to love it but for now I'm like I don't know and then 6 Fearless 5 Speak Now 4 Folklore 3 1989 2 Red 1 Lover
1: I agree with every single one of them except for the Reputation one I'd, where would I'd, you, yeah where would you put that i would put that oh, maybe above folk, folk i can't say it folklore. <laughs> folklore
0: wow you put reputation at four yeah i think i might be yeah. the only one though but you know do you really like pop yeah then that makes sense yeah. i get that because it's a great it's a good pop album i love pop that's why i have lover in
1: 1989
0: so oh, high right. up yeah yeah lover is just okay. so
1: good it is so good what's your, what's favorite-, your favorite song oh my god song? i was literally about to ask you
0: <laughs> what's your favorite um well it's changed but because cam um my boyfriend in case anyone doesn't know mm. um he never listened to pop music really before we started dating and I don't I kind of just introduced it to him and he clung to the song I think he knows.
1: Oh, I love that so
0: (laughs) much. Which is so funny. I was like, what? And this his jam. Like, it is his jam. He will bump it and dance in the car so unashamedly and just go all out so i feel like
1: that one kind of has to be my favorite i love that so much god bless cam yeah (laughs) um mine i i've loved it from the beginning was paper rings (gasps) (gasps) no (laughs) i know it's like wait why it's just fun like it's so it's so fun and like it's i don't think anyone really likes it but i just like like I just remember, like, singing to it, like, in the car all the time. And it's just, like, it's just such a fun song.
0: No, it is fun, but it reminds me of a Target It commercial. does! I love it! I, like, I can't listen to it without, like, the big red circle coming in my no, mind. I love it. I, oh, I think you've just ruined the song for me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm about to ruin a song for you on, um, on freaking Evermore. Because I heard someone say that. Okay, so you know the song Marjorie about her grandma? Someone said it sounds like a Jesus song. (sighs) Because it does. Because it's like, what was once dead is now alive. It's alive. Oh, no. And it's like, okay, wait, this is a church song. But also, it's a really sad song that I can barely listen to
1: anyways. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like... Grandy, I gotta call my grandma. Aww, yeah, I feel like a lot of a few of those songs in that new album is quite sad. They're very sad. We're, yeah, um, but my favorite would definitely be "Nobody No Crime." Oh yeah. It's... Do you have a top three ranking? No, I've just I think just I haven't listened to it enough. I've only listened to the whole thing once. Okay, yeah, I I did like that. Song. I what think... was it called, Theod- Theodora? So it was called
0: Dor- Dorothea. Dorothea, yeah. Yeah, Dorothy is good. It gave me Ophelia vibes. Mm. Okay, I think we should go through. I'll, I'm going to go through the songs, and we'll state our opinions yeah. on them, and then I'll give my t- top three songs on the album. Yeah. Willow, um, so good. It was. She said, "Here's a little bit of, um, an upbeat song as a treat." <laughs> That's what she said. And when she says, "Wreck my plans, that's my man. I was like, yes, that is my man. I love that I did like it. That was a good one. And I'm happy Um, she put that, she gave it a music video and Mm. it tied into the Cardigan music video. Because I feel like Cardigan was one of my favorite songs off of Folklore. And so like them being like sister songs, I'm like, super cute. Yeah. Okay, Champagne Problems. A lot of people have compared this song to New Year's Eve or Day from um, what what album? Reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good, and it's about, like, two college sweethearts that uh, have a failed proposal. But, you know, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I did Really, really? Yeah, it
1: was, it was kind of, yeah. It, it's not, like, significant to me okay.
0: yeah it's like i'm not gonna skip it it's not bad enough for me to skip and it might grow on me but yeah,
1: yeah.
0: okay gold rush so
1: yeah fun. that was a good one i enjoyed yeah, listening so to that fun one.
0: but i'm trying to like decode all of it and i guess it's just kind of like i don't want whatever like if everyone wants you i don't want to compete for your love mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing um and I feel like in a lot of her music, she's referenced like, and I'm very suspicious that everybody here wants yeah. you from the song mm-hmm. lover. So, and the, the word gold, the color gold has always been associated <laughs> with her love for Joe. So I'm like, is this a personal song about how she was feeling um, when they first started dating of like,
1: but I don't know. I love that you've just gone so in depth with this. <laughs>
0: Oh, I dive deep.
1: Honey. So deep.
0: Tis the damn season. Um, is gave me like Hallmark yeah. vibes, like a Hallmark Christmas mm-hmm. movie where like the girl from the big city goes home and she hooks up with her, like, <laughs> her high school boyfriend and realizes that everything she needs is on the Christmas tree farm yep. at home. So cute, cute, but not the best. Um, again, I don't nope. relate.
1: Okay. Tolerate it. Thoughts? I don't think I can remember that one.
0: You gotta tolerate remember I've been listening
1: to it all once.
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, like, going in. Tolerate it reminded me of a married couple. Um, and it reminded me of, like, a lot of sad women that are queens that are not appreciated by their, by their men. And, you know, My favorite line was like, I used all my best colors to paint your portrait. And I don't know. I felt like it was very relatable and might make a lot of women feel seen. I love
1: that.
0: Happiness. Good message.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's a good message for anyone going through heartbreak because it's like, yo, there's going to be good times. And we had good times. I don't have to villainize Mm -hmm. you.
1: To Which move I think is not, like I think that's an important message, especially for young girls. Yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. You don't have to villainize someone if they didn't do anything to...
1: hurtful or wrong to you. Like,
0: mm-hmm. And she says like she's there's a line where she says something mean, and then immediately she's like, "I didn't mean to say that." <laughs> and it just kind of was like a really Raw. it takes you through the the process of mm-hmm. heartbreak and like, but. I was a little bit bored, Yeah. so I don't know. Um, Dorothea, like we said, Ophelia Vibes, Coney Island. um, The the intro sounds exactly like Little Mm. Things by One Direction. (laughs) Yes, oh my goodness. And it's a very pretty song once you get to the end. It makes me want to listen to The National because I'm very unfamiliar with them. Mm -hmm. But I was
1: bored. Yeah. Oh that was oh now it's giving me like one direction vibes I need to watch I need to listen to all one direction now,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you just need a a full day where I had like a cleaning day oh, where i just i love that. to one direction um ivy I, I like ivy it was good. she does cheating songs she, very yes. well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the word incandescent that she mm-hmm. used in it, I was like. Didn't she use that in um, folklore <gasps> oh, in the song, the yes. other cheating song? So that might be the same affair. It gave me like the notebook mm-hmm. vibes where she like cheats on Cal yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I, at first, when I listened to it, I was digesting it as a romantic song and I was like, oh, I'm covered in you. <laughs> and then I realized it was like a cheating yeah, song. And and i like, ah. Yeah, but um, you just got to represent the cheaters out there. <laughs> Taylor's doing it what for the cheaters. The um, cowboy Like Me. Oh, did I skip No Body, No cowboy? Yeah, I that I one's I the best one. Well, here's the thing. I was listening to it, and I was like, did Carrie Underwood write this? But I love
1: that. I love that. <laughs> Carrie
0: Underwood. Yeah, but I was like, I just can only imagine this as Carrie Underwood's yeah. brand but I do love
1: I I did like it it's it's enjoyable it was just like kind of hardcore in a way which I yeah. loved it's a bit different
0: yeah so the, sto- the story the storyline was like her best friend gets cheated on by mm-hmm. her husband and then the husband kills her Something like that
1: I don't know it was kind of dark but I loved it
0: so, like, the husband kills the wife so he can be with his mistress. And then the best friend kills the husband.
1: That's a lot. Yeah, like, thinking about it now, i how, like, oh.
0: <laughs> how is everyone, like, in this town Kill just, everyone? like, <laughs> yeah. And then cowboy like me, I was also mm. bored. It was, like, cute, but um, it wasn't
1: anything, like, memorable.
0: Yeah, I feel like I still have yeah. to dissect that. Long story short, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like I feel like this was the one song on the album that was really personal to Taylor Like, because we're used to albums with Taylor that really dive into her personal life and then we can kind of like dissect what's happening be like ooh I think this is mm-hmm. about this person or whatever and like that's always been kind of fun to have her diary yeah. but she's not really doing that anymore um, which is cool too but this song was like very much a page out of her that diary, old stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, long story short, very flippant. Um, it was a bad mm-hmm. time, but now everything's good. And I'm like, yes, I think anyone that's kind of had like rough relationships in the past, and now they're with someone that's really great and happy, can relate mm-hmm. to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, we already talked about Marjorie, the, the grandma song. <laughs> closure. Closure was a rough song to listen mm-hmm. to. Because the production was trying to do something artsy, yeah. I think. They were trying to trying to say, like, hey, this is um, how it feels when you, like, want closure, but you don't need it. And, like, because she says your name still sp- spells out pain but I don't need your closure like I'm fine
1: yeah that kind of contradicts it doesn't it yeah so I think like the chaoticness
0: of it was supposed to be represented Mm -hmm. by the production but I just don't want my ears my ears were upset
1: with me (laughs) why are you making me listen to this
0: they were yeah so I don't know that I can ever play it again but if it was arranged differently I'm sure it would be a great song no hate to the production, because they're amazing. but No, no thanks, thanks for me. It's a no for me. Um, Evermore, the last song with Bonnie Iver. Yeah. I love Justin Vernon. He saved his song for, for me. But after they did Exile. It wasn't as good. It's like,
1: yeah, it wasn't I agree. as
0: good. But and, and and it ended on a sad note, and so did folklore. They both ended with kind of sadder mm-hmm. songs. So I'm excited for the bonus tracks because I think I they'll be happier so. and lift yeah. our spirits. Look,
1: girl, we just need another lover.
0: We do because we're both just girls that are in <laughs> love with our man, and
1: we just want to see I, her I happy. I want to see her happy.
0: Because that would make me happy. Okay. (laughs) Same. Okay, here's my top three songs off of Evermore. At number three, Gold Rush. Number two, Long Story Short. And number one,
1: Willow. I I think I need to listen to it again, but I still love No Body, No Crime. I don't know why. I think that's definitely number one. Willow would be second. Um, I need to listen to it again yeah. to figure out my third one
0: yeah it's definitely the more you familiarize yourself with an album obviously the Absolutely. more you fall in love
1: with it but this is where we I are right it. now I love the commitment to it too
0: yes so good I'm, I'm hoping she does like a a long pond session for oh, this one yeah. too like she did because I think more when i hear more backstory and her thoughts on makes it makes you fall in love with um, it a little bit more definitely okay well thank you to the swifties that are listening to us really dive into this and if you're not a swifty and you're listening to this, sorry wow <laughs> we're i'm not sorry <laughs> maybe you learned yeah. something okay open up yourself to taylor swift and let her become your it. religion All right. Well, thanks, Lauren, for being on the show. I have had a freaking blast. Yes, you're so amazing. And I I love all the words you speak. I love your thoughts. And I can't wait to social distance with you sometimes. Probably in Probably in 2021. Well, that was so fun to have Lauren on. Thank you guys for listening so much. And it's been a few days now since I recorded this podcast. And I have to say, a lot of the songs are growing on me, especially tis the damn season, even though I don't relate. What a bop. Yes, it's been so fun. You can find me on social media at Caro Deary. Have a great week. I'll see y'all next time. Love, oh dearie, dearie me.